Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. On Filling in the Gaps, we discuss puzzling movies and puzzle games. For today, we have chosen a fairly short game. It's yeah. about two hours. It is called Gora Goa. It is, in my opinion, absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And does a puzzle mechanic that I've only seen, I believe, in mini games before. And there is another game called uh, Fold Apart, which I think you've played before, which probably plays a similar idea. But I think this one came before that. Yeah. So the the yeah, the, the only other game that I recognized a little bit of the gameplay fl- from was uh, Rooms, which is where you have to like move the rooms into place. But Gorogoa has that mechanic where you have to kind of put the rooms into position on the screen, but you don't have to slide square them around like you do in rooms, which was a real pain in the butt. Um, but then they have this other mechanic where you can stack images on top of each other, which I thought was really cool. Uh, uh, but <laughs> it does get a little bit complicated at times when you're zooming in and out of paintings. I will suggest that if you are going to play, definitely you're going to want to avoid the spoilers on this one. And I'd actually say don't watch the trailer on steam on the steam store page either because there's not that many puzzles i played through it again last night to kind of make a few notes and get ready for today and i blasted through it the second time well there's an achievement for finishing the game in 30 minutes so well all right i've got to do it again (laughs) i'm pretty sure i did not get that So, so, so so you can burn through it very quickly potentially which is something i was going to suggest for you as you get ready to record the gameplay footage for it you may not want to rush through depending on how long this episode is and i'm not sure how long this episode will be it is a very short game this is not really one that i'm going to go through chronologically i think this is more just one to talk about why we like it special things that we liked certain puzzles that we liked that's kind of what we're going to be talking about but obviously we will get into spoilers now as a side note Uh, There are neighbors that seem to be moving in, (laughs) and we will try to avoid the worst of the sounds, but there's always going to be probably a truck coming in the background or something. I I think maybe we should explain to the listeners how people move in in this country, because I've never seen this before, where they have these giant, basically, elevators that they park outside the windows to, to, like, zip um, furniture up 20 levels of, like, 20 stories of a building. Usually, it's just like they would just you have to use the elevator up the elevator up the stairs. Yeah, no, they have these amazing things that attach to their trucks. They're just a platform that go up and down, much like many of the puzzle games we play. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it really is amazing the way that it works. But it's noisy. Yeah, especially <laughs> if it's right outside. And it is literally right outside my bloody window. <laughs> Gorgoa is only from back in 2017. So we're isn't that, isn't that young? I thought it was older than that. No, it's it's more recent now. The demo. Oh, the demo is from 2012. That's right. Yeah. So, so the demo is 10 years old. You may have played the demo a yeah. long time ago. Developed by Buried Signal publisher Annapurna Interactive. Yeah, Annapurna is solid. They're like almost like the Devolver Digital of puzzle games for me. You know, they they come out. They've they've got some really good titles like. They publish a lot of interesting indie stuff. The game is $15 a base, which t- art-wise it fits, but game-wise it's a bit steep compared to a lot of the stuff that we normally do. It does go on sale. I believe I did the Edith Finch Gorgoa bundle. bundle. Yeah, And Annapurna is 
great about often having games bundled together, even mm-hmm. just on the Steam page. So I'm not sure what the best deal or the best way to go about it is, but I had to get it because <laughs> somebody had been on about Edith Finch for a very long time. Somebody, somebody. I, w- I wonder who that was. <laughs> My gameplay was about 2.1 hours. Two hours Similar. is how long to beat. I think everybody's kind of about the same. Recent overall, just overwhelmingly positive. The overall, there's 10,000. There's over 10,000 reviews. Wow. And I get it. I totally understand why. It's earned, I think, BAFTA awards and things like that. If it's... Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I think I don't totally understand, and this is where I'll let you fill in some of the gaps, is just the story as far as how that goes. Even for me, man, I was like, even playing it again yesterday thinking, right, I'm going to really focus on this. Because the first time, obviously, when I played it, I'm playing playing it for the game and then I fill in the story later. But this time I was like, okay, follow the story. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this game is worth playing. If mm-hmm. it is not on sale when this episode comes out, put it on your wish list. It's worth it. Yeah, it is. It's definitely wor- worth it. And what I loved about this game and about the, the kind of community that, that follows it is when you get to the end of the game and you go through the credits, it's all the usual suspects that are in the credits at the end. You've got um, Sam Barlow from Her Story, uh, John Blow from The Witness, and Ben Esposito, who's the guy who did uh, Donut County. So it's like... Those are those are the three names that I, I, that I that jumped out at me, and it's just like these guys stick together because at least two of those names are constantly in a lot of Annapurna. They're, they're in the end of Edith Finch. They're in the end of a ton of other a ton of other Annapurna games. So it's just like yeah, these guys are all bound together, just supporting each other, and it's it's cool. I love I love that. With that though, I think it's time that we go ahead and head into the spoiler section. So if you have not played, I highly recommend you come back and listen later. For the rest of you. Let's get into the spoiler section. Like I said, I don't really want to do this in order. I can't remember it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Red, Red, green, yellow, blue, purple. That's all I remember. That's the order. There you go. Well, that is pretty much the order. Mm. (laughs) But as far as everything else that goes in between. Yeah. I do wonder... Did you notice the colors having significance at all? I only noticed, I think, twice where it felt like it really fit. Um, yeah, I looked up the colors. Colors are like astrology. It's like you can make up anything that goes along with it. I think I looked up green. and <laughs> What I found on the Wikipedia page was green is the color of, of sickness, but it's also the color of recovery and, and well-being. It's like, well, make up your mind. What is it? <laughs> um but some of the things that do make sense, like red is the color of passion, so it's like young young kid is the, the red is the first one. Um, green would be the color of sickness because the boy is injured. Purple at the end is the color of royalty or wisdom. Well, that kind of makes sense in the fact that there's a rebuilding at the end. Right. I wasn't even thinking that deeply. I wasn't going to go research colors, and I've I learned a bit about that when I was doing. You know, college, I was an English major. I had a couple film classes. We talked about those kind of symbolism. And that's fine. I'm happy to do that. But yeah, when you start getting to conflicting ideas, <laughs> it's recovery and also the sickness that came from it. Yeah. I was thinking just more simply, more game logic style. I think yellow often had to do with light mm-hmm. and the moths, that section. And 
blue sort of had to do with water. I was thinking de- snow. depression because it's like the the blue the blue phase seems to be like the the downtime. It's like the time when the the character is unhappy and reflecting. Maybe like but maybe reflection. The whole well, water that would fit fit in with water, wouldn't it? It could be. It very well could be. Then I was just wondering if you noticed anything because I noticed those two, and then the rest I was like, I'm not really sure. I mean, the story itself seems to be a boy born in a place that ends up becoming some kind of war zone. He has an injury somehow. I'm guessing that he was bombed out of that building, that he, like a a bomb fell and knocked him out of that building, kind of hurt his back or something like that. We see that because he uses a cane for the rest of the game. There's there's a cane for, or or some kind of crutches for every section of the story later on. Um, And it's about his city gets rebuilt. So I, I don't know, it's a game about cycles, um, and it's a game about this boy's life, of him trying to... I mean, you can take it You can take it as a literal, like, a, a, just like what the game says. A weird dragon comes through the town, and the boy is trying to appease it by feeding it colours. Like, he has to, they have to present it with five colours. Um, but there's an image right at the start of the game that shows the young boy holding up the, uh, the colours with the old man. And so, I think... What happens is the boy tries to offer up the colors. It gets rejected because he's not wise enough or old enough yet. And then as we play the game, it comes back around. We go through the man's kind of mind and then we reignite the colors again. And then he finds meaning in his life and then he offers up the colors and then it works at the end. So I think it's just a game about either a literal weird city in a painting or a game about just the cycle of life and regret and moving forward with your life. As far as the puzzles, I do want to talk about the puzzles. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are really, really just <laughs> thinking, of, oh, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> what am I doing? I know what I've got to do. Oh, wait, I've got to put that one down first and then that one on top of it. Yeah, right. Order of operations is very important. Gotcha, yeah. There were just some times where I didn't know and I just started clicking like mad. Yeah. Clicking points that <laughs> something's got to yeah. work. I find myself just making the same mistakes over and over again as well, man. Even on the second run. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm making those mistakes because I want to make sure I'm double checking. Right. Did I put them on the right order or am I just assuming I did it that way and I need to make sure? And also, there were a couple times where I found if you didn't get the timing right, uh, the ladder in particular, if you don't get the timing just right. Mm hmm. It doesn't work. Yeah, the game seems to do that as well. It's like here's all the easy puzzles at the start. Then when you get to like, I think I think it's the yellow age, which is, which is the middle, the middle one. Yeah, there's this kind of hard flip where they're just like, all right, now everything's or not not everything, but now there's time puzzles and you've got to actually know what you're doing rather than just click around. <laughs> right. Thanks, game. Though, how great is this game for us who like to just play around with it until we get the answer? Yeah, that's exactly what this game is. Yeah. I think the first one that really wowed me was matching the bird to the branch with the bowl underneath. With the apple, right. So that you can get all of those three things. The idea of having to go in and out, like zooming in and zooming back to get the right picture, to move the boy around. I love the hourglass icon that pops up that says, hey, there's some animation going to happen here. Yeah. Just wait. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop clicking now. <laughs> because it's very easy to miss that if you click somewhere else. Yeah. And I do like how the game will 
kind of lock your progress where you zoom in on something and then you're like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I'll zoom back out and the game's like, ah, no, 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 you're <laughs> fine. You're fine. Stay here. Definitely times where the game saved me. Yeah. If it didn't do that, this would have been a five-hour game. Yeah, it's a, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and a lot more frustration and less happiness on my part. <laughs> yeah. I think that kind of situation is great. And what really gets me is when you zoom in to do the puzzle and you've solved it, and then you zoom back out and something has changed. Yeah, yeah. That's like it's almost like opening a, a present on Christmas, where you where you zoom in, you do something, then you you can drag that away to see. Oh, you, you oh, I've got a window, but then oh, I've got a whole new scene under here. Fantastic! And I love the idea of moving frames around so the doorway, right? But it's empty behind when you click it and move, and that becomes something different. Mm-hmm. So once you've moved the doorway away. Whatever under it is also something else. Right. And then you can often zoom out or zoom in within that new area as well. Right. And they have that one where they have that panel where it's almost like a, not a magnifying glass, but it's like a x-ray vision where you can look around and the picture is changing behind it and you're looking for stuff in the in this hidden background. Yeah. I mean, for a game that uses a two-by-two two panel only, they've come up with a lot of ways to make it interesting. Yeah. What's also interesting about that one is the one that is clearly a bedroom, mm-hmm. like the wall in the bedroom. Right, right. I don't know. Those mean. pictures move around depending on where your starting point is. Right. They're all there, mm-hmm. but they will move around almost seamlessly because we noticed that. Like my girlfriend was watching me play this one. And she, was, I'm pretty sure she was the one who knows first and said, wait a second, wasn't that picture in the other <laughs> corner before? And I went, oh, actually, I think you're right. Mm. And did not expect that at all. So I would expect it to be the type of thing where that picture is set in one place and you have to start it in the right place to get the thing that you want. But it's not. It's way more clever than that <laughs> and amazing. Like that is really a nice touch. I really like giving the boy stairs to walk up. It's so simple. We have to do, I think, three times in the game. The third time, I think you have to be sure that the stairs are the right direction. Yeah, that really got me, that one, because I was like, all right, I've got it. Like, oh. He just looks over the edge and goes, like, nah. I can't go. No. <laughs> it's like, you got this upside down. Oh, so I do. So yeah. I do. Again, my girlfriend saw that. She right. Like, Wait a second. Can't we just uh, turn this picture upside down? Mm. Like, yeah, we could, but... Why? She said, oh, because the stairs are up there. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, it's really a simple mechanic. Once they've set up all the other mechanics, mm. giving him stairs seems simple. Yeah. But it works so well. And by the third time you're looking for it, but they've done a trick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I found it. Well, finding it in the first place was a bit difficult because... I didn't realize how far I could zoom in on that particular puzzle. Yeah. The one that really got me, the one that I love, but probably because it was so frustrating, was breaking the moth out of the glass jar. Jar thing. There's an achievement for that to do it, and that achievement must be quite hard because you have to play the whole game as a new save, and you have to do that on the first try. So Even the second time I made a mistake. Yeah. As because there's again an order of operations where you have to. It is pretty forgiving where it's like each zone it kind of slows down and lets you get things into place. But 
if you make a mistake or, or panic, like is what I would do, you'd have to play the whole game again to get the achievement. And the, the achievements in this game, I'm going to just say it, are not fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't like them. They're too... They're too picky and just too, like, um, like really, finish the game in 30 minutes. Finish the game in under X amount of moves. Mm-hmm. So that's another one that would be quite hard because I think it's 500 moves or something like that. What if you got to 501 and you got to play the whole thing again? I get it. It's a short game, but uh, I just, I don't like <laughs> achievements like that. I just don't. So you're not going to be rushing into 100% this one then? No, I actually picked up an achievement this time that I hadn't got before. Um, and I don't know, I must have got the puzzle right the first time, but there was one called Right Wrong. You know the one with the the hands on the clock? Yeah. The red and blue hands, which was a cool puzzle. But if you get one of the hands in the wrong position and then put them in place, then it's, you get this achievement. But I just I didn't get that my first time. I must have... <laughs> well, I must have got that one because I definitely, <laughs> I definitely messed that one up a number of times. It took me a while. I love the little hint pictures that they have throughout and that's one of them well like the blue hands pointing to the star kind of thing yeah on, like, on, i think on the that briefcase. it indicates that you need to do something with it and also the fact that there are thumbtacks or something stuck to the star to indicate it's, it's a mag- magnet. magnetic yeah that's great yeah. like those kind of little things are just fantastic the watch though that was <laughs> order of operations getting the hands in the right order so that it moves with you yes that's one of the trickier order of operations because even the second time i kept messing that up Mm -hmm. i did it easily last time (laughs) why is it not going this time you just have to do it in the right order Mm. as far as that moth one though like Mm -hmm. there's so much that goes into that creating the shelf and dealing with the weights of the different objects yeah so you balance it off to the left at first and then then i was like okay finally i've done something because <laughs> it took me ages to just to get it in that position and then i had to change it and get it into the other you got to tip it and then slide it down so the coal or whatever it is in there keeps falling out and then you're like okay still not over yeah. <laughs> what else am i gonna do it's like an epic puzzle yeah and it's one of those moments where i saw the coal fall and it broke the vase, and I go, oh, I need to get it to fall from the vase into something else. Well, yes, but no. <laughs> what you really need to do is you need to match up the banners. Yes. And this is also, I think, one of the first times in the game where you really deal with the fact that size matters, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter so long as they match up. Mm-hmm. So even though it's a tiny banner in the bedroom study whatever and a huge banner on the building it doesn't matter so long as they line up in the pictures right and so you're making this tiny piece of coal become a giant boulder (laughs) become back to a tiny pebble as it falls into the statue's hand and that gives you the second to move (laughs) the one in you need and that's a lot of again yeah zooming in and out as well as moving around which makes that even trickier as far as timing but I love that puzzle from beginning to end. At the time, I was frustrated, but yeah. looking back at it and playing through a second time, it's fantastic. I just love how it all plays together. There was just so much going on there that just took the puzzle game mechanic to a whole new level and made it really, really interesting, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure how much, I mean, maybe wishing for 
too much of a good thing is bad. But I mean, I was thinking like, oh, I'd like more of these, but uh, would I? Because I think that's a good pace breaker where it's like slows you down, and you, you, you're. I was really frustrated and kind of getting angry with it. Like I know, I, I know, I know what I need to do, but these banners don't match up, or I know I've got to match the banners, um, and I know I've got to move things around, but. But it's that that again. It's that endorphin rush of when you fit, when you solve it, and you're like, "I'm a genius." <laughs> <laughs> Another puzzle that I really loved was the going in and out of the book covers. That was a great puzzle. That was probably my favorite of the game because it's not just that. You're also going in and out of the stuff on that guy's table. So mm-hmm. it's like the ladle, the candle. There's something else a as bell? well going in. Yeah, oh, was that a bell. There's three. There's three objects anyway. Yeah, I was. A little bit annoyed that the book cover where the woman is holding the green apple does nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt like all of these should do something. Yeah. But yeah, there's just so much good going on here. You've got the gears. This is, I think, the first time we see the gears and the man ringing the bell. Da-ding, da-ding, da-ding. And that's the indicator of, well, the gear is going to move. Yeah. You also have the... Man walking up the stairs. Yeah, which really took me a while. I was pushing to get it. Like, I was trying everything with this one. Oh, I see the cloud. Maybe I can use the the two open clouds like stairs and make the boy walk up the stairs. Ah. <laughs> like, hop up the cloud. No, makes sense. Make, makes sense at least, but <laughs> yeah. I love the way the gears work. The boy going up the stairs, the way that the gears just line up. Into the stairway as he's walking up. Yeah, because because that, that that one is quite a that's one of the hardest ones because that's a three layered puzzle, isn't it? It's like you get the template, you include it, you need the flower from the cart, and you need to then move everything onto the stairs. So it's like I think that's a three la- a three layered puzzle. It is a three layered puzzle, but I don't think you use the gear oh, no, from no, the no, cart. Not the cart. You're right. That's for the other. That's for the other thing. Yeah. I think this is the blue plate one blue one yeah yeah <laughs> which by the way when you solve that and you pull out the plate is broken now. yeah yeah <laughs> i guess to indicate we are done with this one yeah but i, I like the stage like of his life because it, it, it seems to me that the boy who grew up he was like a scientist or someone it's like he's very interested in, in astronomy i guess maybe trying to find meaning in stuff and then by this part of the game he's kind of abandoned because he's got his table he's got his star map he just pushes the whole table over at one point i think it's like he's he's done with finding answers in science and now he's it looks like he's turned to more religious stuff like pilgrimage up the stairs or pilgrimage along lighting the candles and stuff so yeah it's it's done and it's done in a way that i really appreciate that it's like a kind of non-preachy kind of way about it it's, it's good it's good i love again the first time through is a bit frustrating but all the in and out and so many things to just try and i love getting that overall having to get the boy from picture to picture that was that was where the game really opens up and you're like oh god it's real now because i've got a ton of stuff to deal with but like moving the boy from from like yeah those paintings on the wall like those photographs or whatever they are on the wall through each one yeah that was that was cool i like that i think as well this is another one of those times where having little map markers with arrows between to indicate this is the direction you want the boy to go helped a lot as well yeah because then you knew exactly which picture i mean i think i think the mechanic of the way it would zoom in would also indicate that 
as well. Mm. So you kind of get a double hint here as to this is where you should be going. And it's not really a hint as to here's how you solve it. It's just a hint of we want to make sure you're going in the right direction. Yep. I suspect that these were things that in the beta testing came out and like, oh, people are getting lost. They don't know which picture to go to. They don't know exactly where to zoom in on. Mm. I think possibly the highlight of what you can actually click on might have been a later add-on because it is something that you can remove if you don't want that hint. Yeah, I was noticing that in the options where they've got an option to switch that off. <laughs> no, no <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, is, there an, is there an achievement for that? No, there's not. No, thankfully. Playing with no indicators. That one I could kind of understand. Yeah, because, I mean, if you played it once and you, or if you played it a few times and you know what you're doing, okay, fair enough. Did you play the, at the end of the game, it's like, now the 2012 demo is unlocked. Did you play that? I didn't. No, because... Um, is it a different puzzle? Yeah, yeah. So I think they went in really hardcore on the first one and people were just like, whoa... You know, probably like John Blow, Sam Barlow, like, whoa, whoa, slow down there. <laughs> There's too much going on. It's too busy. Like, you need to focus down. And so they probably got a lot of pointers from these guys. I mean, not these guys, but every, everyone that's on that thank you list at the end probably helped them um, polish their game. Because, yeah, it did seem like a lot of these things were added. And, yeah, they went in maybe a bit too hardcore. Uh, and it was... Yeah, a good option. A good, I know it was a good, it was a good, uh, a good, a good solution to to tone it down a bit. I think I've mentioned it before, but the train puzzle mm-hmm. and that whole area in the purple area, there was a lot of really interesting stuff going on there. I love making the coin. That was so simple, but it was genius. Yes, I joked about that. I said, "Wouldn't it be funny if I'm going to use this guy's head as a coin?" <laughs> and then I looked around and went, "Well, there's nothing else." Yeah, and I found the ring. Mm-hmm. And I tried it and it didn't work, obviously, because I hadn't zoomed out enough to get the yellow window. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, putting the coin in, that was a lot of fun. Getting that getting that train map and then seeing a bunch of other stuff going, well, clearly I'm going to have to interact with this. There's that green one on the wall, which I magically the first time moved it over and it, the train moved the right place and I look like a genius, mm-hmm. even though I'm not. I just was <laughs> messing around. The latter part was a bit tricky. Yeah. Again, the, the timing for that one, getting him to go up and come back down, again, you're changing his size, but I realized it doesn't necessarily matter the color, like yellow and red, but you do need him to come down the yellow one so that he becomes bigger again. Yeah, it's kind of an odd puzzle because you need to fail before you succeed. It's not like I send him up and then he keeps going, which is what I thought. I've got to get this ladder in place. It's like you need him to go up, fail, and then come back down, and then you've switched out the bottom part so that you can come down it. You don't have to make him fail. You can do it right, but you have to know what you're doing. What do you, what do you mean? You... Well, because basically you can send him to go up and then swap the... Oh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. But but I mean, in my mind, I'm like, well, you have to keep pushing forward. Like, there must be a way to keep going up, you know? But it's like, because you you go up that ladder. You run out of ladder. And then nothing happens. You you run out of ladder and then he comes back down. So it's like you need him to go up and then switch out the bottom part, which is flipping the puzzle on its head, really. Right. But this is not one of those times that you've talked about in previous episodes where you have to fail. There's... 
no way. Well, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yes, I don't uh, want yeah. the listeners to get confused. Yeah. This is not that kind of situation. No, it's just, this is the puzzle. You can do it the first you time. You have to go on the way down, not on the way up. Yeah, but you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. So the first time you're going to play, yeah, you're going to make that mistake. Yeah. But it's not a mistake. It's, it's yeah, you're, you're, you're halfway there. You've half solved it. <laughs> I did find getting the boy through the mouse hole was a bit of a difficult one for me. Just <laughs> finding the other side. And this is one where <laughs> my girlfriend just, she was just seeing it like right. left and right. Oh, there's a string in that picture. Oh, is there? Okay. <laughs> and all sorts of things I was thinking about. I did. I think the one thing here I did notice that I would kind of complain about is just not being able to zoom in through the really mouse doorway, that really tiny one. Mm -hmm. You have to go back out and go through the top one again, yeah. even though the boy just went through it. Mm -hmm. It just is counterintuitive from everything else we've played thus far. Yeah, because at least, at least if you went through the door, you would know, okay, now I've got to get the, the boy through there. Whereas we're going in through the window in the top and the bottom part seems inaccessible. Yeah. I do love, though, the frame here of the boy's thought. And then you have to go out to the quilt or out to the collage pictures and find the hands to... To move him around. Yeah. To tell him what direction he thinks he should go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But this is going to get us to our purple fruit when we're done. And that takes us to sort of the creature. But then we have to do one last quick i like this i like this a lot in puzzle games a sort of summary puzzle mm -hmm. of each fruit the blue one definitely had gears involved again yeah you're getting a bit of the mechanics you're getting a bit of the story again you're piecing it all together and then this gives you a beautiful cutscene going right into the the creature's eye mm -hmm. and pull back and it's now the title of the game again i would like to see more games do this and for a game that's so short to think, well, we should probably do a summary thing here, is really nice. It doesn't take long. No. And I think that's part of why it works for me. It's not a whole new puzzle. It's not a boss of puzzles here. It's just a nice, remember when you did this? Remember you did that? It's just a nice resolution to the game. And I think that's kind of the point for the story as well, where the boy offers up the fruit in the first instance and the, the dragon rejects it and the, the, the bowl turns black and all the colors burn out. Um, whereas this time, the puzzles are telling us, hey, do you remember this? But the story is telling us, hey, do you remember this? Like, reflect on your life. Like, what, did the, what, were, the, what were the important parts that you've learned through your, throughout your journey? And so... As a puzzle, it works, and as a, as a story mechanic, it worked for me too. And there you have it, Goragoa. As I don't want to say a simple game, mm -hmm. because definitely there are some very interesting, difficult puzzles in there. But I think the size of it, the style of puzzle, the fact that we can just keep playing around with it until we get it right. Yep. We weren't often outside of maybe the gears sometimes, where if you let it go too long, you'd have to wait for that to to yep. go around. But you weren't punished very often for wrong answers mm -hmm. and i think that's important for what this is it's just a very visually beautiful game and the mechanics of the puzzles fit into that beauty fit into the art that is this game and this is one of those few games where i would i mean i think any game in some way could be considered art but i think that this one truly does 
feel like that without feeling pretentious or snobby,、mm. any of those kind of things. It feels accessible to all. Yeah, it, it almost feels like a mobile casual game in a sense where you're just sliding rooms around and a thing. It probably, maybe it probably has been ported to mobile. For a game that's about art, it doesn't involve an artist. And so maybe, maybe that was a good call from the developers where they didn't go too far down their own rabbit hole and like, oh, we'll make it an art game about an artist and then we'll kind of do it that way. No, it's just about a boy, yeah, who's, who likes looking at the stars. Yeah. What was your worst puzzle though? What, what puzzle did actually get you and make you kind of grind your teeth a bit? I think in this one, in this one, I don't think it was necessarily like one whole puzzle, but just sections of puzzle. The thing I remember the most that confused me is one of the simplest things in the whole game. <laughs> in the green area,、mm-hmm. there was a sign that had a arrow below it, and it took you to a bricked off doorway.、Mm-hmm. And then that takes you back to the sign. Oh, and you have to pop the doorway in. You have to pop the doorway in where there's clearly one outlined. I was trying to use the sign, the blank sign, as a frame, and it wasn't one. Right. And it took me way longer, I should have, to figure that one out. I think after that, I really started to kind of play through. But you obviously asked that question for a reason. What? One about、uh, you. Yeah. No, I think it was probably、um, the I think it was the blue gears puzzle where I couldn't, because there's so many layers to that and there's so many different pictures that you can go into, zoom in and out of, that I got really confused as, okay, I just like sit down and think, okay, where am I? How do I get that thing? Because there's two blue flowers that you can use, but one of them doesn't work. <laughs> It's just like, oh, come on, game, which one is it? And you have to, I was just finding myself zooming in and out of all these multiple levels, trying to find a way to get this flower in. But I couldn't because I was in the wrong thing. And it just, I was stuck on that for ages. Again, <laughs> even playing it for the second time. <laughs> but、um, yeah, that was, that was where they maybe gave us a bit too much real to like, a bit, a bit too. Too much line to play with, kind of thing, you know. It's like that was, yeah. But still, once you get it, it's like, I'm the king of the world. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>、um, yeah. Okay, so gaps filled and more gaps created. 